0: The Jen, Gabe, and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the Peach Vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime.
1: The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Have you guys ever been there? No. The Sistine Chapel? Yes. Yeah, that's overrated. Oh. all right. Okay. Even if you found that roach.
2: How could he know where you are? Um,
3: he's seeking missiles. Didn't
2: see that coming from you. Yeah. There's the number one JC guy around here. I think you have to like yeah, that place.
1: Yeah, I know, but it almost looks too fake.
3: Um, bloodhounds, and foxes, barracudas.
2: But it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it does. Wait, it's so good it looks fake, so that makes it bad.
1: I'm just, i kind of flabbergasted. When you say things like that, it's weird. Thank you. Not a compliment. It looks like he might have triced it. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. With Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chimura, here's Jen Lattice
3: she wants to ride it. she's trying to hide it. I'm
1: cool as ever. she's too excited her like he want to he doing nothing
0: 62 percent of people yesterday believe that Chewy's Sistine Chapel take is more ridiculous than his Kelsey take Chewy gave us some good stuff yesterday he was on one that's for sure
1: well let me ask you a question you can't vote unless you've been there.
4: Uh, you can't vote unless you've seen the Sistine Chapel. In person.
1: Yeah.
0: So you're saying that people voted
4: well, without
1: seeing the Sistine Chapel? You can't say I disagree and have never been there.
4: Well, but we weren't asking if, if they you disagreed. agreed or disagreed with your ridiculous The take. question
0: was actually, more ridiculous Chewy claim on the show today. Travis Kelsey isn't a great athlete or the Sistine Chapel looks fake and is overrated. <laughs>
1: And I stand by both.
0: <laughs> well, look, you would. I don't. I don't think we were expecting you to change your opinion. No. Wait. Do which one do you want to take? Just out of on curiosity, one, <laughs> do they?
1: Which one do you want to take down first? No,
0: no, 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 no. We got much, much bigger fish <laughs> to okay. fry this morning. Okay. Much. I mean, more Chewy did
4: once backtrack on one of his most look, ridiculous. Can I just steaks. say one thing? What's that?
1: Have you ever been jazzed up for something and you're like, oh, I can't wait. This is going to be great. And then you get there and you're like, huh. Is that oh, how sure. you
0: felt about the Sistine Chapel? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: they don't make it. Having gone, so I'm allowed to talk about you're, it. You're, I, yeah, I, I, I have sure.
4: not been, so I can't talk Checking about it. Checking the boxes first, okay?
0: <laughs> um, but it's like the apple thing. I'm just scrolled to the <laughs> bottom and hit the I accept. Um, so I also did not love how they do it because there's a lot of people, right? They're trying to move yeah. a lot of foot traffic through the old yeah. Sistine Chapel, so it's shuffle, 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 shuffle. Look up shuffle 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 look up like that's it's not the most enjoyable experience you cannot like go at your own pace right like there's just too many people yeah you lose your group you lose your your party um so that was my thing about it It was like i would rather just like stand in one spot and be able to take it in at my own time and and it was a lot of like
4: herding, if you will do you have to pay to go see it Mm, Uh, i think so well you
1: have to pay for an entrance into the vatican okay Um.
0: And then once you're in, you can just roam around I don't yeah. know Yeah. Is it, is it then like Disneyland where you get to ride
4: you know well, once you're have, in now you get to ride the rides like, but...
0: like the David or
4: <laughs> like, what are we talking about here Dave <laughs> well I'm just saying all the, like if you go to Disneyland you pay at the gate you yeah, get in you and will, now go. I can yeah. do whatever I want I yes. can roam but, like, but do I have was to that pay a, was that a Vatican that joke It was a Vatican joke um, <laughs> so now I can can I go and see all the things inside the Vatican or is it going to cost me more to go see the things I want to see
1: no we, we had a behind the scenes tour <laughs> You know one of the Cardinals?
0: What's going on here? (laughs) He does. Him and JC. You down down with JC? Um, Listen, Shu, that is something that you went to and you were underwhelmed. We were talking this morning about how every single time we have a meeting with our boss, scheduled meeting, not a pop-up, not a pop-in, a scheduled meeting with our boss, you start to tweak a little bit hours before. Our meeting with our boss today is at 9.30 At six forty-five, six thirty-five. Yeah, you were already fretting. What is the deal with that?
1: Because I love picking fights with Cone, because he's so easy to pick a fight with. Uh, Am I right, Gabe? Am I right,
4: uh, Gabe? As your attorney. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I will say here, the Cohen he is referring to is Evan Cohen, who Uh you can hear on Unsportsmanlike, so you're familiar with Evan if you listen to them from 5 to 7 here on ESPN Milwaukee. He also oversees our show. He's the one when we are—so it's it's inside the biz. It's called the Air Check. So we're going to go in today— and we're going to talk about the show. Hey, what can we do better? What did we do well? And and just kind of things like that. Overarching conversations about the show. Just kind of what,
0: once every other week, we have this meeting as you know, as yeah, most yeah. people do. Try to get better, like yes. you said. But Chu, you go into it every time thinking you're going to get yelled at. Is that like a PTSD thing? Des, from, despite not once having been yelled at, ever getting <laughs> uh, yelled at. Can
1: I just say this? <laughs> It's kind of entertaining when I do what I do during those meetings, isn't it? Because everyone got real quiet last week, or last time we had this meeting.
0: Wait, you think that we got quiet because we were entertained? Were you? <laughs> Uh, I will say this, Chewy's very entertaining in these meetings.
4: 100%. But mostly because of how much Evan just loves you and like laughs at everything you do.
0: So, my point is, like we know we have these meetings, but it seems like you see the meeting on your calendar or whatever version of scheduling that you use. <laughs> like sundial or I don't know what it is, but you do something to keep track of these things. And then you start to like sweat a little. You start to get uncomfortable, and I can only assume that that is a parallel from when you were in the league, unless this is a thing that is happening to everyone, unless this is a thing that is happening to all sorts of people out there. Joshie, do you think that this is something that extends beyond you?
2: I think there's anxiety over anything you have on your schedule, especially when you're looking forward to it, especially when you're a retired athlete who typically works two hours a day, so any extra work is something you have to think about.
0: <laughs> extra work. Uh, oh.
1: But well, the problem is it starts, I don't. At, it starts at, what, 9.30, which yes. is 10.30 to me. Yeah. It sets me back. I should already be in the gym already.
4: So does that add to the anxiety because you want to keep your tight schedule? Because that's the uh, – one of the strangest things about you, big guy, is like the one thing you always say is, oh, I got time. Yeah, sure, I can, I can go do this. I've got time. But at the same time – like You've got this regimented schedule that you get a little off and you feel out of sorts.
1: It's, it's not so much that. okay. It's it's more of um, I want to pick a fight with Evan and I'm waiting for him. And we're the only ones that use him, right? No other shows use him? I don't think so. So we hog him. But I want him to act big time because he's Mr. Big Time Radio now on TV and stuff like that. And I, I'm just waiting for him to I'm waiting to jump him, and he has not given me that opportunity yet, and that's why I get frustrated. I don't know. That
4: doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, it does. So you want him to act bigger? Like,
1: you want him to, It's like Kelsey in the locker room, Uh, and I'm waiting for him to say, oh, Taylor Swift, and then you jump him like he's never been jumped before. (laughs) That's what you wait for. You wait for someone to say something stupid— like, I've done a handful of times. All right. And you then know, you once jump. twice.
0: So, Joshy, taking away the fact that you played in the NFL, I feel like you're our closest tie to the everyman out there. Do most people get anxiety? Flannel? It is the flannel. <laughs> yep. And just the general, like, good-naturedness of sure. Joshy. Do most people get nervous when they have a meeting with their boss, whether it is a pre-scheduled, like an annual or a or a monthly sort of thing? Or if it's a pop-up, like, hey, need to chat about some stuff. Do most people get anxious when they have those sort of meetings?
2: What I can say is any ex- unexpected meeting I get on my schedule, I start to think, well, what the heck's going on here? Uh, I never really think, because I know everyone here so well, that... I'm getting fired much like Chewy has thought before or like he's getting in trouble. It's usually like, oh, what did I do and I don't even know about. But this meeting that is today is scheduled every every other week. We know it's coming, and we know for the most part things are pretty positive in those meetings. <laughs> There's constructive criticism, which is the point of the meeting. But other than that, I've never walked away. Now, I've only been here since September-ish. I've never walked away and go, damn, we got it bad that time. <laughs> it's always like, "Hey, you guys are doing no, no." Good. But I he will say ran that. Our Hold on. Yes, I think, I
1: think, I think people from Joshie's gener- don't like conflict. They uh, don't like conflict. Wait, like wait, my but, son, but Dyson. There's no my conflict son. Here. He was at. <laughs> he was at uh, the birthday dinner that we had at that restaurant. And I, I kind of jumped, I guess, the manager in the, but it was well warranted. And on a scale of me jumping him, it was about a three. Because I was talking to him this week, and I'm like, I've been pretty good. I haven't gone off on a, a, anybody this week. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? And Imagine he's like, judging well, what about, what about,
3: on
1: what about uh, dinner on week. Thursday? I'm
0: like, that dude deserved to be jumped. 50 <laughs> minutes for a flipping bottle of wine? What are you kidding <laughs> Am I right? Wait, so I didn't realize this, but you have a literal, like, it's not like a checklist. Uh, what do you call it when you have to hit a... Sur- you have a quota. It's a quota. You have yes. a quota of how many times you get in people's faces. You know what? Stay in Florida. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You stay in Florida. Because well, you come back here, sound right. and the chances of you trying to, like, start some stuff with us, I think, increases. Now that I know you have a quota. But it's entertaining. <laughs>
2: do Is it? Are you guys just having confrontations for sport?
1: Let me tell you what. (laughs) Hey, Jen and Gabe, you were there. That meeting we had that one time was the most entertaining meeting I think I've ever been in my entire life. It's the
4: most uncomfortable meeting I've ever had in my life. I don't
0: get uncomfortable. I know, but the chair I was sitting in definitely needed to be (laughs) reupholstered from the urine. (laughs) (laughs) Because I definitely whizzed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You did. But then you tried to mediate the thing and I'm like, ah. Uh, No, you were trying to like, all right, chew, take a little, what uh, what do you need here? A gummy or
4: something (laughs) like that? Yeah, so again, which goes back to the original, no point. There's no need, need to be any sort of concerned about any meeting when literally the only conflict that has ever existed in any meeting you've had with a boss here at ESPN Milwaukee, you started it! Thank you!
1: I know! But the last thing I want to do is go into this meeting and be like, wow, I wish I had that hour back. That was the most boring meeting I've ever had in my okay, life. Okay,
0: so now we're getting to the meat of it. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate this. Now we're digging down to something that matters. Yeah. Your point is... I don't want this hour to be a waste of time. Correct. So while the rest of us are taking like really important, like professional suggestions about how to make the show better, you're going. If I can't get somebody fired up, this has been a waste. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. And it worked. Here's it worked. how about this? Because right if Chewy in, does that, worked.
4: then it's not a meat to meet. And right. Chewy's uh, worst thing is yes, a meet to meet.
0: Yes, yes. You're out on the meat to meet. How about this, buddy? In the first five minutes of the sh- of the meeting, why don't you just? give it to me a little bit, you know, like, start, <laughs> let's just start it up, right? Sure. And, then, and then, well, it'll have happened, so the meeting won't be a waste of time, and then we can get down to brass tacks.
2: Should, should I warn everyone hear? else about this?
4: how it worked out. <laughs> I'd, be really, it... I'd be really curious to see how hey. Evan would take it if Jen and Chu just, like, put on a little five-minute scene of going back and forth and start a little
1: conflict. Guys, it worked because the whole crux of the last meeting was like, hey, we ain't playing second fiddle to anybody. Okay, boom, 7.4 million. How do you like your little (laughs) podcast numbers now, Evan? (laughs) Am I right? Gabe,
4: it happened like three days later. You missed the entire point of the last meeting. (laughs) In your head, I understand how in your head, being present in the meeting, I understand how in your head, that's how you took that. Um, But that was not at all the point. That was your point in the meeting.
0: And I also, made a it point. almost feels like he just claimed that that whole thing was premeditated, which in yeah. fact, it was very yeah, much correct. not yes. premeditated, which we all know it's not. So I guess I thought that you had had bad meetings with bosses in the past, Holmgren and whatnot. And you carried a little bit of that anxiety over into this space because it's a meeting with the boss. And in the past, meetings with the bosses have always been them kind of chewing your you know what you know what out. Can I say that one?
2: Ass. Yes. Yes so.
0: <laughs> and I thought that maybe that was carrying over here, but you're saying that's not the case. You're saying you just enjoy a little ruffle. I do,
1: <laughs> but there is some PTSD. Because, oh, okay. Uh, let me explain it to you, because I was the designated you guy, and more than once in the middle of practice, homegrown would be like, you drop another damn ball, we're going to move you to left tackle. So then I would go over to Andy Reid, and I'd be like, bleep him, that big walrus, tell me how to do <laughs> He doesn't have nuts to do it. And Andy Reid's thing was like, never discuss it on the field because he knew Mike for being around him so much. He's like, let him run its course, and then he'll come back and not apologize, but in his way apologizing. And Andy would keep me from going
2: crazy. It also seems like you feel like unless a meeting has confrontation, it is therefore unproductive. Like, yes, if it totally. if it's kumbaya, totally. why did we meet?
1: Exactly. It's a meet to meet. <laughs> I don't want a meat to meet to meet. Hey, let's meet and set up the next meeting. Yes, famously.
0: All right, let's put it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll. So you got a meeting with your boss coming up. You nervous? You anxious? I'm not sure exactly if it's a yes or no type of thing, but like, do you get nervous when you have a meeting with your boss on your schedule? Yes or no?
4: I mean, so what about you? What at ESPN, and you're meeting with one of the bosses that you have over there? Because like, it's like for me here. Like, our bosses, I, like, trained as interns. Like, Josh used to be the producer of the guy who runs the whole Milwaukee market. So, the relationship is good. Like, if Scals throws something on my calendar, like, I'm not nervous. If some boss at ESPN throws something on your calendar, hey, Jen, let's get
0: together for 30 minutes, are there some nerves there? I think it depends on if I feel like I've done anything wrong, right? If I'm like, hey, you know, I think, for the most part, I perform well. So, I think I carry that confidence into a meeting, Right. And I'm also not, you know, sitting here going, I'm sure they're going to compliment me greatly during this <laughs> meeting. Right? It's not that either. I go in like curious. I'm curious what they want to discuss. I'm curious. But again, similarly, we have annual reviews. Annual reviews, you know, are annual. Yeah. So I know they're coming and I know mostly what is going to be covered in them. Look, I like getting better. I like improving. I like people telling me how I can improve. So to me, there's no, like, waste of time if I've walked away with any morsel of going forward, I can do this better. That's how I look at it. I think it's a good way of looking at it. You might want to adopt it, big guy. Nah, he's too
4: late. It's it's too late. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I just want to fight. Yeah, exactly. Justin
0: weighing in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line saying, Florida man has personal quota for times he gets into confrontation (laughs) per week. (laughs) Seems about right. Uh, Dave Wing in saying, I'm with Chew, and for me, it's not the confrontation. I just like to get people razzed. <laughs> we got Jason Wildy coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewie. Go ahead, Gabe. Quickly,
4: before we get to Jason, uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Packers have requested to speak with Ravens secondary coach Denard Wilson. So oh, add another no. name to the That's list for the vacant name. D.C. job. Denard Wilson is We have name.
2: breaking news. I got additional breaking news. Happy what? birthday, Gabe.
4: Oh! oh. <laughs> Couldn't wait till the end of the show. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. He too likes confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Wilde coming up next.
3: Ready. All packers, all the time. We have come light years in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically, or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts were. It's Jason Wilde on Gen Gabe and Chew, brought to you by Boucher Automotive, with 16 different
1: new car brands and over 35 pre owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive, we are driven by you.
0: Before we get to Jason Wilde, Gabe, let's go ahead and recap that breaking news. No, not that today is the day of your birth. Thank you. Or at least the anniversary of it. But we have a new candidate in the mix for the Packers defensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a little
4: excited about this one just because, again, it's so hard to know anything about, you know, these guys who have been positional coaches, but. When you throw the name Ravens in there, the way that they play defense and aggressive as they can be, uh, I get excited. So the Packers have requested to speak with Ravens secondary coach Denard Wilson. Um, He's also interviewing with the Titans for their D.C. job, and the Rams and Giants have already spoke with him. Rams, of course, have a new uh, defensive coordinator opening after Raheem Morris left to take a head coaching job.
0: So now let's go out to Jason Wildey. Jason, obviously, this is the uh, report that Ian Rappaport has put out there about Denard Wilson, and he mentions that he's also interviewing for the Titans' D.C. job. Where does the Packers' D.C. job rank amongst some of the other coordinator positions that are out there, you think?
3: Great question. I'm not sure. And it'll be interesting because there's a lot of people who are interviewing for the same jobs, right? I mean, it seems like there is a trend of some of these younger up and coming position coaches who are getting a lot of interviews. You just mentioned with Wilson. The Packers would be what, his fourth or his fifth once they interview him. So to me that tells you that there are some coaches, head coaches that are looking at systems that they like, but necessarily but not necessarily looking to have, you know, older veteran coaches who uh, have defensive coordinator experience to be their picks. Jason, why do you think Jim Leonard hasn't
1: gotten a call yet? Is it he's been removed for a year? He's a college D coordinator. Why do you think that is? Or he blew him off last time?
3: Well, yeah, he turned him down, right? Uh, Look, I, I haven't seen him mentioned in connection with any jobs, not just not with the Packers, right? So... I don't know if he's, for lack of a better term, out of sight, out of mind. I wouldn't think so, right? I mean, the Packers three years ago were ready to hire him. I just, again, I haven't I haven't talked to Jimmy in quite a while. Um, I don't know what exactly he wants at this point in his career, right? I mean, he, he definitely did not want to uproot his family previously, and he definitely wanted the Badgers head coaching job that went to Luke Fickle um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, and I don't know what the parameters were of what exactly he was doing, uh, for Brett Bielema in Illinois. Like, I don't, I don't think he moved full time to Champaign in order to do that. So I, again, I don't know what Jim is looking for, but, uh, maybe his, maybe he hasn't really thrown his hat in the ring either.
4: What are you expecting for a timeline, Jason? When do you think we're going to know who the next DC is?
3: So I messed this up on our show yesterday. So they hired Joe Barry like the day before or two days before the Super Bowl in February of 2021.
4: Yeah, I think he was officially announced the day after.
3: Yes, but we knew it was him a couple days before. So I would think that that's the timeline, I guess. Um you know I know that there was a lot of buzz on social media about Christian Parker, and there were some uh, citizen journalists reporting uh, that he had been offered the job and saying that there were um, the fact that the actual reporters weren't saying anything were an, to them were an indicator that uh, it was happening. Um, so obviously, if they're still interviewing people, uh, they did not offer Christian Parker the job, it would appear. So maybe I assume he's still a candidate, but that's another young guy who is not very experienced. And and the question that I have is, you know, and again, I've said this before, I'm biased towards guys that have done this before. But uh, where do you guys think the Packers are at in terms of, I think they're a legitimate, based on what they did in the second half of the season, they go into next year with legitimate aspirations to be in the Super Bowl. Is hiring a first-time coordinator a really good idea? Or would you rather have someone with at least some experience, not necessarily Joe Barry's experience, to be your defensive coordinator?
0: Well, I, I think it depends, Jason, right? Because you are also on the record saying that you know ego might play a role in guys that Matt LaFleur will not hire. And so you get that ego from having been there, done that, right? And having the success. So I guess we're kind of trying to thread that needle of, I want a guy who has been there and done that, but also doesn't come along with an ego that Matt LaFleur would have to kind of, I don't know, check or, or work with.
3: Well, and that's why my guy Everell, who, who may not even, I mean, he's still interviewing for the Seahawks head coaching job or, or he did earlier in the week. Um, and the Panthers apparently want to pair him with Dave Canales, their new head coach. But, again, I, I remember back in 05 when they hired Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy wanted to keep uh, Jim Bates, the defensive coordinator that Mike Sherman had hired for his final season in 05. And Jim Bates was basically like, look, I thought I should have been the head coach. And they picked somebody else. I don't want to work here. Um, and so they ended up settling on Bob Sanders, who was the linebackers coach uh, under Jim Bates. I don't know what Evero's thought process would be there, but uh, I would hope that if he felt the same way as Jim Bates, that he doesn't get a head coaching job, that he would become a free agent. But he's, again, I'm biased on that. I thought they, if they, if they were going to hire someone without experience when they hired Joe Barry, I would have hired him. And I think his track record in his two years in Denver and Carolina would indicate that he was up to the task. He's got a, a history with Lafleur. He's got a history in Green Bay. Maybe it's a pipe dream. Maybe the Panthers are just not going to let him out of his contract. But th- that guy seems to check both the I have some experience box and some and the I don't have a big ego box.
1: Jason, what's the thinking behind some of these owners when they let like Belichick, Carroll, and even Vrabel? Who's been very good? Why do they pass them by for some of these guys that you you know half of them aren't going to work out, right? Yep, Every I mean based time. on our statistics. Yep. What, what are they pivoting yeah. away from uh, the old guys because they don't relate well to the players today?
3: I don't. I, that's a really good question. I don't know what the thought process was for, uh, say, David Tepper. In Carolina or Arthur Blank. Now Raheem Morris is really well respected. He's been a head coach once before, um, when he was really really young uh, in Tampa. Uh, you listen to Kyle Shanahan, you listen to Matt Lafleur. Um, they felt like he was overdue for another opportunity. So I, I don't I don't want to say you know Raheem Morris didn't deserve to get the Atlanta Falcons job instead of Bill Belichick. I, I don't know what. Arthur Blank felt or believed in terms of Bill Belichick. Um, I understand. And I think the same way, like, okay, this guy is arguably, if you, if, if you want to get into a fight with the Packers fan about whether it's him or uh, Lombardi, go ahead. But he's arguably the best coach in NFL history. Um, why wouldn't he have found another landing spot during this cycle? I, I don't have a good answer for that. Now, you know Jim Harbaugh gets back into the game in the NFL, right? I thought maybe that Harbaugh was uh, Chargers' possibility when that job first opened, when Brandon Staley got fired after giving up 63 points to the Raiders. Um, but that didn't materialize either. I, I do think this. I do think that the league has trended. You know, and you know this from playing in the league. You know, you always hear it's a young man's game. It seems to me that it's become a young man's coaching game as well when it comes to head coaches. At least that's the way these owners are trending.
4: Jason, how many A players do the Packers have defensively?
3: <sighs> Rashawn Gary, when he's fully healthy, I think is probably an A player. Uh, he was not an A player this season, though. I, I um, See,
4: Jason, I think he has the potential to be an A player. I don't know if he's ever been an A player.
3: Yeah, I, I, Tausch and I have argued about this before. He wanted to put him in the elite category uh, before his knee injury, and I was unwilling to do that. Um, so maybe he's influenced me. But you know, he had A-player moments Sure. The past season, right? He, he had, I think, six of his nine sacks came in two games. That's correct. Um, I, I just, you know, and I don't think Jair played at an A-level. Um, Kenny Clark, it's hard for me with defensive tackles unless you're dominating games like Aaron Donald and those type of guys. I think Kenny Clark's a really good player. I'm not sure he's an A player. So, yeah, I don't you know, for one of the one of the narratives that I would say annoyed me um is the they have eight first round picks on defense narrative. Because and and look, I'm not picking on Goody here because the guy that I You know, admire the most. Ron Wolf is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His track record with first-round picks is not great. I mean, not as bad as his track record with six-round picks. Now, let me tell you. But (laughs) to me, to me, I just, I just think that it doesn't matter if you have eight first-round picks. If you know, Eric Stokes barely played, right? Um, I don't think Darnell Savage had they not given him the fifth-year option. The previous year, I don't think he would have even been back. I'm not sure, right? I mean, they kind of were stuck with him because they guaranteed that fifth-year option. Um, you know, Rashawn Gary was coming off a knee injury. Eric Stokes barely played. Uh, Lucas Van Ness was a rookie. Kenny Clark, Kenny Clark is probably their most consistent of those guys. Uh, Quay Walker was in his second year, and I don't know about you, but I didn't think he made. The, a big second-year jump that you would hope him to make. I don't think – I know Wyatt's numbers were better than you may have thought, but I didn't think Devontae Wyatt as a first-round pick played to that level. Did you? I mean, no. i I'd go up yeah. and down that list, and i think, okay, yeah, that's great. You picked eight first-rounders, but how many of them are playing at the level you would expect from a first-round pick? And I don't blame Joe Barry for that. I, maybe some of them were mis, misused. Maybe Darnell Savage – was miscast, but the bottom line is, between health and production, it doesn't really matter that you had eight first-round picks because they didn't play like it. Well,
0: and I think consistency is what we're kind of circling around there. They didn't play consistently well. There were flashes. There were times where you were like, oh, that right there, that looks good. That's something that we can build how off. How many of. flashes were there happen.
3: from Quay Walker? Yeah, fl- After he had that pick yeah. in the first game, how many times did you see – Legitimate flashes from Quay Walker, where you said, "Oh, this guy could be like Fred Warner." Yeah,
0: I thought he played well, though. I, I did, Gabe and I disagree on this. I actually think he played better than Gabe did. Um, but I also think that he would probably benefit from a change in the coordinator as well. Right, somebody who
3: well, can I put hope him. I he played better than Gabe did. Because Gabe. Did. <laughs> <laughs> but was, Jason, Is that a Jason
5: th-
4: structure joke there, Jason? <laughs> I fly all over the sidelines, Jason. Sideline to sideline, I can cover it.
1: But Jason, Undisciplined,
3: from what I understand.
1: Could this scare off Evro and be like, ah, eh, they don't have a lot of talent there. It's going to take me a couple well, of I, years.
3: Maybe. I mean, on the flip side of it, though, like they've got a first, two seconds, and two thirds, and with everything they invested offensively last year, I mean, I would anticipate that they would, you know, have an opportunity to to replenish that group. Now, you know, I the other question I have is. Who is going to stick around from their free agent group, right? I don't, I don't know. I know. I know Rob Domofsky thinks that Darnell Savage will be back because uh, Joe Barry's not. Um, I, is Preston Smith back? I mean, they can save some cap space if they move on from him and they drafted Lucas Van Ness, and they would be expecting Rashawn Gary, to be back to being a borderline elite player when he's a full year removed from his ACL, I, I don't. You're, you're right. I don't think that there's this like overwhelming amount of talent where you're like, "Ooh, give me that job. I can't wait to work with these guys." At the same time, all these coaches. I mean, you know this. They're they're like, "Okay, well, you put me in charge of that defense, and here's what I would do, and these guys would be better than they've been."
0: Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us this morning. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you again soon.
3: All right, everybody, take care. Be good.
0: He's Jason Wildy. Listen to him on Wildy and Taush right after Jen Gabe and Chewy right here on ESPN Milwaukee. All right, we're going to take a break here. I want to talk about Doc Rivers. Bucks were in action last night. Doc was on the sideline. What does his presence mean for the future of the Milwaukee Bucks? How long of a leash are you giving him? We'll discuss that right after this on Jen Gabe and Chewy.
1: This is Jen Gabe and Chewy. I just figured if I got the yellow ones from Mexico, I could slip those in <laughs> without her. Did you know the Viagra in Mexico is yellow? Had no idea. Yeah. Can
0: you just paint it? You just drop it in a little food coloring? You could, like an egg.
4: (laughs) 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 Easter has a new meaning in the Jamar household.
1: (laughs) On 94.5 ESPN.
0: Doc Rivers making his debut on the bench last night for your Milwaukee Bucks. And I think... Despite the outcome 113 to 107 they lost to the Nuggets I think mostly people are excited about Doc Rivers taking over as head coach of the Bucks and maybe that's because they saw what was happening under Adrian Griffin and thought we got to improve window is closing here for the Milwaukee Bucks to win an NBA title and if they don't do something to get to right the ship to get these guys on track they're going to run out of time don't have a lot of time Gabe in fact that has been the big thing the big conversation that That Doc has addressed, that other people have addressed. You know, there were like 30 plus games, 36 games or something like that when he took over for them to and again, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, right? They're still one of the top teams in the East but Doc did say at his introductory press conference that that is one thing that he is not thrilled about while taking over this very prestigious job.
3: Listen, I've never done this Uh, I wouldn't wish this on anyone I can tell you that just from the day and a half. Um, but it's going to be a challenge. It's it's a challenge that, that I'm running towards. Um, got to get organized quickly, you know. Um, can't try to do too much too soon. We're in the middle of a season, so we got to try to keep our rhythm. Um, there are changes that, that that we have to make. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um and uh, we'll start working on it immediately. You know, it's, it's interesting. I looked at our calendar, you know. Um, I should have waited until after All-Star break. You know, this was a tough stretch. Uh, but that's good, too.
0: Okay, so that was Doc Rivers at his introductory press conference on Saturday. Chu, what do you make of those comments, particularly the I wouldn't wish this on anyone? It feels a little dramatic.
1: Posturing. He's posturing, which is fine. I mean, it is a tough situation uh, that he's thrust upon. Not only, not only because he's coming halfway through the season, it's just his assistant pool is very limited because most quality assistants are on other teams right now. So it's going to be tough. You know how I look at it? I kind of look at it like the Packers this season. You know, yeah, they're going to struggle. Early in the year, the Packers were, what, 2-5, and doom and gloom. He's just got to kind of follow the same trajectory as the Packers as it gets closer to the playoffs. That's when you want to see this team gelling. I'm not worried. They're too good. Um, But this is going to be a process, and they have to be patient. And not only that, Giannis has to embrace it, right? has to embrace it, and, and uh, Lillard and all the guys have to say, okay, I have to understand that this is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. There's going to be some losses, but that's fine. It all, the only thing that matters is the playoffs. That's it. And not playing the Celtics too early. Yeah,
4: right, I, yeah, I'm 100% there with you. I think the only thing that matters is the playoffs. They've gotten basically to 32 wins this season on talent alone. Like, based on everything, when you go back and listen to all the comments that Giannis made sometimes after the games, like, oh, hey, we don't have a defensive identity. Are we are allowing threes. Do we want guys here? Do we, what, what are we doing defensively? And then you go back and you see all the different articles, whether it was from The Athletic or ESPN or Bleacher Reports and all these different reports that came out. It seemed like this was a rudderless ship. And they basically got to 32 and 14 on talent alone. Like, it seems like that's what they did. Like, talent alone, like, this roster's good enough. That despite not having any direction, they got to the second best record in the Eastern Conference. So the fact that Doc is going to give them some direction, and it's going to take a little bit of time, like you said, Chu. The, the important thing here is that you're looking like you're hitting your stride getting into the postseason. Now hopefully that means you can maintain the two or three seed. I know the schedule is one of the, if not the toughest in the NBA for the rest of the season for the Bucks. But if they can maintain that two or three seed and, yeah, hold off the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think you're going to be looking at a pretty good pretty good run here for Doc and So the how
0: bars. do we measure incremental success then? Is it as simple as wins and losses? Is it we get to the All-Star break and we see how many wins they've, you know, collected since then is it starting at the all-star break we see or do you need to see much like with the Packers season we were uh, basing the success of the season on whether or not they determined if Jordan Love was the guy are there other metrics you're looking at as a Bucks fan to see if this thing is headed in the right direction and they can make not only make the postseason but make the championship game because to me guys I gotta be honest with you this feels Larry O'Brien or bust it feels like a Larry O'Brien or bust uh, really? season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh,
4: the window's open though like with as long as you have Giannis and Dame under contract, you've got these guys. You've got this tight three year window. I don't know if it's Larry. It's definitely Eastern Conference Finals or bust. Like that Celtics team is really good. I think the Bucs match up better against Philadelphia because you know they they revolve around Embiid. The Bucs have a lot of bodies they can throw at them. And here's the other wrench that's going to get thrown into this. The one thing like John Horst is probably the favorite of every Wisconsin sports fan out there because John Horst at every trade deadline does what you always want him to do. I mean, he's he takes the big swings. It always hasn't worked out in terms of some of the pieces they've acquired, but he is always active. He is always looking to improve that team, and he's not afraid to take that swing. So he may be even mixing some things up roster-wise when that trade deadline hits, which is going to throw another wrench into the whole thing. But I guess but my that.
0: question to you is, why isn't it Larry O'Brien or bust? If it's not Larry O'Brien or bust, why did why did you get rid of Adrian Griffin? Like Adrian Griffin, as you mentioned, on talent alone and maybe uh, under the assumption that he continues to evolve as a coach as the season goes on and figure some of the stuff out, gets this team to the postseason, right? Maybe even stumbles their way to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Like you bring Doc Rivers in because your expectation is to bring the trophy home.
1: Because you lost the team. Once you lose the team, it's hard to get the team back.
4: Oh, the Bucks it-
0: said that wasn't the case.
1: Yeah.
0: What was that?
4: You you think that was you? you don't uh, think you you. So you you're going to maintain you're going to sit you're going you're
0: taking the position that he did not lose the team. I'm saying the Bucks said he didn't lose the team. That's <laughs> that's the position I'm taking. A lot of things are said. That's based in fact. That's what they Doc said. Doc also
4: said he wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Bro, so, I'll, I'll, uh, which again you. felt
0: dramatic. <laughs> then, I mean, again, you're taking one of the best rosters in the league with two bona fide superstars, all star starters, and you're like. Oh, this is very difficult. Forty million dollars uh, in a contract. Thank you for your service. You, you doc.
2: move on from Adrian Griffin because superstars can request their time, their way out at any time. So to keep those guys happy and that to believe in the organization and keep it moving forward, like your your second fiddle here is Dame Lillard, who just put up a whole fit to get out of Portland. So what's stopping him from doing it again if he doesn't trust the coach and the organization?
1: You know the the players are a big piece of it too because players hate to meet, and they certainly hate to meet to meet. <laughs>
3: oh, I'm like just tell us they hate to here. meet to meet. Look at that!
1: But you know wh- when you have the situation that has arisen, you have to meet more because you're 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 learning a whole new system now. He's going to take it slow, but players have to be okay. Hey, Saturday, you know. Uh, we got to come in and practice and meet to go over this stuff. And there's bad, guys, players, especially the later you get into the season, don't like that. But that's the other
0: thing, too. And that's what when Gabe was alluding to the schedule, like a lot of people have talked about this with Doc taking over, there's very few practice days. Like they're playing games and they're traveling. Yeah. So they'll, they'll have to maximize their shoot around to install new offensive plays, defensive scheme and whatnot. And so that takes away a little bit from like, focusing on that night's game plan. It's more of a broader approach yeah. at every single opportunity they have to have the whole team together on the floor.
1: That's right. why everyone's got to be patient. Got to be patient, right, Gabe? Yeah, I think it, it, it's it's not about, oh,
4: by the, the All-Star break's only two weeks away. Like, I don't think they're going to have this all solved in two weeks. I think it's going to take close to the start of the playoffs. I think we're going to have to get to the beginning of April – and things are going to have to start looking good. I mean, they, they came out last night. The defense was good. I mean, They held Jokic to 25 points on 25 shots. So that's a step in the right direction. Not to say they're not going to have a misstep and give up, you know, a 40-point quarter or, I mean, Murray still went off last night and the perimeter defense is going to be a question just based on the personnel that they have. But even with the personnel that they have, they should have been better than 27th or whatever they ranked defensively. It was down near the bottom mm-hmm. in the month of January. Like, they're good enough to be a middle-of-the-road defense. And, by the way, it is worth noting that the Nuggets won the, play, the, the NBA Finals last year with the 17th-ranked defense. So it's not like they have to get back to being a top-10 defense in order to win a championship. It's just got to be competent enough, and then you let the offense yeah, and Dame and Joe Giannis Bear. do his thing.
1: Just yeah. Joe Barry.
4: Maybe they Just should hire Joe, Joe Barry.
1: Yeah, hey, he's available. Okay, can we and be, then we could can we be really call him moment. Joe Barry, Carroll. <laughs> can we
0: be serious for a moment, please? <laughs> sure. Are you telling me, too, it's not Larry O'Brien or Buster the no. Bucks?
1: Like, if they go to the finals and lose, I'm fine with that. Well, oh. I'm fine with it. I want to win, oh. but...
4: Like, the, and, and the Celtics are going to be a tough matchup. That's They're a really damn good team. And... That's going to be a tough one because they have so many players on the perimeter that you have to account for. And maybe they make a trade and it, it makes the matchup, you know, a, a little less but, in the favor of Boston. But that's going to be a tough matchup. They're not going to be they're not going to have home court advantage in that series either. To and to that's to a great
1: story, too, right? Oh Doc, yeah, with Doc. Doc going back to Boston and Drew Holiday coming to Milwaukee. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a great story. I
4: still think they have one of the best rosters in the NBA. So I fully expect them to be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I guess
0: I just don't understand why you move on from Adrian Griffin unless you expect to win the trophy and the title this year. I mean, I, I think Josh's point was given the best. Him, but wouldn't you have given him a longer leash? Not if he's already lost the team. So the yeah. players said, got to get this guy out. Got to do something different. It's not working.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you've lost the team and as fickle as the NBA can be in terms of player movement... You got to make those decisions quickly.
0: 800-990-3776. Is it LOB or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season? The Doc Rivers era officially began last night with a loss to the Nuggets, but Gabe said they looked good defense. No, they looked good defensively. Thank you. I played was- better defensively. Played better defensively, still came up short. You said they had like a 19-point quarter. I didn't get to watch the Yeah,
4: 19-point third quarter. Not great. Nah, that's what you're looking for.
0: 800-990-3776. Weigh in on that. Is it championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season? We'll take a break here on Jen Game and Chewy. Be right back after this. Hey, guys, let me tell you about the best purchase that I have made recently. I was always a fan of using an infrared sauna. In fact, when I would go to my gym, I would actually book times to lay in the sauna. And then I was like, what if I had one of these at home? Wouldn't that help with my sleep and my skin and my overall health? And the fact is, it does. So I bought a Good Health Sauna at the State Fair and I have never been happier with a purchase. They are a local company. I love supporting the local community. Appleton and Waukesha is where they are based. You can go to their website to see what they have available at goodhealthsaunas.com The infrared saunas that they have really can make you feel better every single day. Sat in the sauna yesterday for 30 minutes felt great afterwards. Go ahead and check them out on their website goodhealthsaunas.com goodhealthsaunas.com and tell them Jen from Jen Gabe and Chewy sent you celebrating a Tuesday here on Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Let's go out to the phone lines. 800-990-3776. Wayne in Port Washington is on first with Jen, Gabe and Chewy talking about those Milwaukee Bucks. Is it championship or bust this year for the team, Wayne?
5: Hey, I think it's championship. Uh, I'm with Gabe and I'll tell you why. This team is already looking a lot better, looking like it has a lot more desire, a lot more hustle on defense. Uh, as soon as Prunty took over, they, they came to life in you know, those two games against Cleveland and against uh, New Orleans. And last night, okay, they lost in Denver, but we've got to remember, they got blown out last year in Denver with Drew Holiday. But my my bigger concern is that on offense, Giannis has taken threes toward the end of a tight game, and Damian Lillard is kind of looking just like a guy out there instead of the, the stud we're expecting to be. So I, I really think they've got the pieces. I think that... Uh, I wasn't wild about Rivers, but, you know, maybe he's got something to prove, too. Redemption, like this team, that he's not a choker. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Gabe on this. I think he can just maybe do it.
4: The thing that makes me excited about Doc, and I, Craig kind of went over it when he joined us this past Friday. If you missed it, check it out, Wisconsin On Demand, um, wherever you get your podcasts. And Doc's never had, I think, I think really since he was in Boston, I don't know if he's had a roster this good. He's never had that top team. He's had a team that's been the three or the four seed, and yeah, maybe they have to pull off an upset. And if the biggest concern is Duck choking away playoff series, now they have one of the best closers in the NBA, Dame Lillard. And I think that can counteract. I think that can be a big... I think that can make everything kind of work together. Now, whether that comes... Again, it's a tight time window for it all in order to come together by the end of the season... But it's a veteran enough team, and Doc, I think, is a good enough coach, where by April, they may have this thing humming.
0: Reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Bucks are getting no positive minutes from their bench, that from Nick. But also, I thought I saw that Doc, and again, I know Doc only coached one game so far. But doesn't he have a bit of a track record of, uh, I want to say this delicately without seeming insulting, ignoring developing players hasn't even known as kind of a guy who kind of globs on to the superstars and the rotation guys and mm-hmm. then rides those rotations pretty hard? Um, not as bad
4: as um now I'm forgetting the Knicks coach name. Um, Thibodeau? Yeah, Thibodeau, yes. Not as bad as Thibodeau. Um but yeah, and and look, I mean there's not really outside of two players, there's not really a lot of developmental guys on this roster anyway. And Marjon Marjan and and Andre Jackson are kind of the two that y- you want to get some minutes out of and we'll see how much that works out but... Is that
0: part of the reason that Marjon went back to the herd so he could kind of...
4: Yeah, you gotta make sure You know, if, if, as long as you can keep sending him up and down Alright, lots of reaction rolling minutes. in
0: actually Chew, we're gonna take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy and start the second hour in two minutes Two minutes!